The Blue Jackets are going to be a playoff team this year, and we've got some reasons why. Find out on today's Locked on Blue Jackets. Your Locked on Blue Jackets, your daily podcast on the Columbus Blue Jackets, part of the Locked on Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello and welcome to Lockdown Blue Jackets, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. I am your host, Jay Foster, with me is my co-host, Hayden Heilshorn, and uh, we want to thank you guys for making this your first listen of the day every single day. Lockdown Blue Jackets is free and available on all podcast platforms. We're over on YouTube. We are so, so close to 500 subscribers over there, and when we do that, we've got a big announcement to make, so uh, if you haven't subscribed, go and hit subscribe, uh, and you might win something cool. Uh, we're also over on Sirius XM. And uh, before we get started, I've got to tell you that today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash NHL or enter promo code LockedOnNHL for a free water bottle with any order. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise. So today, uh, I thought we would have a little bit of a another what-if episode, almost. Uh, so today, we're going to talk about reasons the Blue Jackets are going to be a playoff team this season. Um, because I think we've all agreed it's possible. Um, Hayden put up a really good poll on our YouTube community tab, uh, like what, uh, which was what, well, let me think what the exact phrasing was. It was, um, what, how likely do you think it is that the Blue Jackets make the playoffs this season? And a fair amount of people think that they're kind of sitting in that 25 to 75 range. Very few people think it's zero to 25. Very few people think it's going to be 75 or above. So that tells me that there's a decent chance the Blue Jackets are going to be a playoff team. But why? That's what we kind of have to figure out. So I thought we would start with um, one point, which is that nobody knows what's going to happen in the Metro division because the Metropolitan division is the Thunderdome. Uh, And also, (laughs) I feel like a lot of teams in the Metro this season are going to be very different from last season. They've changed a lot of personnel. They're getting older. Uh, they're getting younger. They're getting better. A lot of teams are on the up. A lot of teams are on the downswing. Let's talk about the Metropolitan Division. Hayden, how do you think the Metropolitan Division being the Thunderdome helps the Blue Jackets? That was that was awesome, by the way, the Thunderdome. I'm just, you know, picturing them all just <laughs> it's all mad, the yeah, It's Mad Max is what it is. It's the, 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 the Metropolitan Division is basically just Mad Max. Yes, I'm just picturing, yeah, it's, that's a great uh, illustration. I think the Metropolitan Division is so scary to Blue Jackets fans, and it should be because, obviously, the Blue Jackets have just gotten bullied by this division because it's been multiple Stanley Cup winners out of it. Um, the, the Carolina Hurricanes are just phenomenal. They they are the favorite going into this year to win the Stanley Cup for a reason. It's because they got Michael Bunting, Dmitry Orlov. They have one of the best coaches in the game, Rod Brindamore. I mean, this guy's so due for a Stanley Cup, right? I mean, he's gotten that team so close so many times. So they're the runaway kind of favorites to win that division. So it's obviously there's one playoff spot gone. The Devils, very good. They're going to bring the heat again. They they didn't really lose anybody. Damon Severson was was kind of it. Huge that the Blue Jackets got him, but otherwise they're looking pretty nice. Did they add? Um, gosh, 
Tyler Toffoli. Picked up Tyler Toffoli from yes, the Flames. That's a huge addition a for them. Great ad. That is a phenomenal ad for the Devils. Um, he scored 30 goals on a very mediocre Flames team last season. You stick him on the on a line with Nico Hisha and um, maybe Timo Meyer, and you just watch the goals roll in. Like that top six might be one of the best top sixes in the league. As much as it pains me to say it. That's a really, really good top six in New Jersey. Yeah, and they're still so strong on the defensive side with uh, Dougie Hamilton carrying a huge amount of the weight there offensively as well. He's a beast. And then Lindy Ruffs, he's an okay coach. I don't really care much for him. But they did lose um, Andrew Brunette to Nashville. He's the new head coach at Nashville. Um, so that could be huge for him. That could be a huge miss. But they look like they'll be fine. The New York Rangers and like the Pittsburgh Penguins, those two teams, I can't figure out what they're going to do. The Rangers are obviously interesting because they got Blake Wheeler and Nick Bonino now. So that was huge for them. They lost Kane and Tarasenko. So, but they weren't they weren't part of that Rangers team that made it all the way to the playoffs. Those were late additions, kind of like Duchesne and Dzingle were. Duchesne and Dzingle. That just sounds like a chaotic times it's a really great yeah. like grassroots hippie band from like alabama Duchesne and Dzingle, like, yeah <laughs> Duchesne, yeah that which is what they wanted to be right they only got here and they're like we just want to make music and vibes yeah. which is fine <laughs> um they're good but like we've talked about this jay so many times the penguins they're so old now like they have to fall off at some point the question for me jay is how are the blue jackets going to survive the part of the schedule where it's the toughest, right? Where it's just night in, night out. It's Metro opponent, Metro opponent. And Jay, that's going to be the month of November for the Blue Jackets because they have seven Metropolitan games, five of them on the road that month. It is going to be tough. And like, that's a very hard time for that to be hitting because uh, Jay, you, you say this so many times on the show, if you're not in it by American Thanksgiving, you're done, which is so true. You're done. And like, that's the whole month of November, Jay. So it's like, wow, it's coming up so fast already. We're going to know so much about this team. That really bothered. It does bother me, though, thinking about that. Like, all those games hitting at once for such a young team. I know we're talking about reasons the Jackets can make the playoffs, but I will spin the zone all of this in a positive. A lot of these Metropolitan teams – aren't going to know who they are maybe in the, in that early month, in the early part of the season. Like the Rangers, Blue Jackets play them on the road November 12th. The Blue Jackets play the Devils on the road uh, November 24th. They got a couple games with Washington on the road there. Washington's going to be a team without Max Patch ready. They planned on having him ready to go. So that's going to be tough for them. But um, I don't know. What do you think about all that? Do you think the Jackets – Stand strong in the Metro, Jay, after considering everything that has happened. I mean, the Islanders didn't get better, but they have they have Sorokin, who's always a Vesna candidate, always plays like it too. You know, I don't know. Yeah. I think, yeah, it's the Metro division is so weird because I feel like so much of what constitutes a success in the Metro division is not necessarily that you're the best team it's can you beat the it's can you be can you keep up with the rest of the league you know um remember that was it i want to say it was the 2017 season 
The Blue Jackets finished with 104 points. They finished fourth in the entire league, and they were third in the Metro Division, which they then faced the Penguins in the first round of the playoffs. We all know how that went. The Metro Division is so weird because, like you said, there's, there's there's the top two guys. There's Carolina and New Jersey, who are kind of a cut above everyone else. The Rangers are a team that I wouldn't be surprised if they were good this season. I also wouldn't be surprised if they fell off a cliff. You know, I don't think they will. But if if it happened, I would look and I'd be like, oh, okay, yeah, no, I can see, I can see why that happened. Same with the Penguins. They they are either going to be really good or really bad, and I don't know where they fall. The Blue Jackets for me, we kind of talked about this a little bit in uh, yesterday's episode, I believe. Uh, the Blue Jackets are kind of in that kind of creamy middle of the Metro where they're going to be competing with the Islanders, with the Dev- uh, with the Capitals, and maybe with the Penguins for that kind of five to five to six position in the league, in the, the division, excuse me. They don't have to be the best in the division. I think. That's true. That's a good point. And like all we're trying to say here is there's a window, right? Right. This this team is if this team finishes fifth in the Metro, that is a huge success in my book, considering where they were at the end of last season. Whether that fifth Metro spot is a wild card spot or not, that feels like a success. In a perfect world, it would be a, a wild card spot. Um, but even if it isn't, I think fifth is a very reachable goal for these Blue Jackets. And I think the Metro is tough enough that I think that fifth spot should be a wild card spot. Yeah, the point is, guys, is there's a window for the Jackets to get in. It's it's top heavy, this division. It's a tough division. There are Stanley Cup contenders in it, certainly, but like it's top heavy. And we don't know what those other teams are going to be. And if the Jackets come out of camp firing and can stack points early, they can set themselves up really they can set themselves up really well. Uh seven games is by far the busiest month for them. I think they follow up the month of December with two division games and then like three in January, I believe. So like it, it's light after that. The Jackets need to succeed. If they can put up the points in the Metro early and they can get some of those four point games out of the way, like it's looking real good for, for mm-hmm. the Blue Jackets. Um, so yeah, that's, that's one reason that the Blue Jackets are going to be a playoff team. Uh, in a minute, we're going to talk about another reason that we think the Blue Jackets are going to be a playoff team this season, uh, and that's the blue line. So we'll do that in just a second here on Locked on Blue Jackets. First, though, I've got to tell you guys all about Bird Dogs. They are the most comfortable shorts in the entire world. That's not hyperbole. That's not me uh, exaggerating for the sake of the ad read. They are legitimately the most comfortable things I've ever worn. I'm wearing mine right now. Uh, I had to go to the rink today uh, to have a meeting and uh, I wore my bird dogs because they're suitable for every single occasion, even a freezing cold ice rink in September. So uh, you should get on this legitimately. I I can't overstate how good these shorts are. Uh, They're made of this like special stretchy fabric that still looks kind of like uh, khakis, but isn't. Uh, They stay fresh. They make you look good. They fit great. Again, they're comfy. Like I take naps in mine all of the time because I'm a gremlin person that takes a lot of naps and they are just the best shorts. So go to birddogs.com, uh, pick your pick your favorite 
shorts, uh, sweatpants, they have khakis, they have all kinds of things. They have swim trunks now, I think, which is really cool. So, uh, And then go to birddogs.com slash NHL or enter promo code LockedOnNHL at checkout, and you're going to get a free Bird Dogs water bottle with your order. Birddogs.com slash NHL for a free water bottle at checkout. You won't want to take your Bird Dogs off, we promise. Okay, we're back to Locked on Blue Jackets, and the Columbus Blue Jackets are going to be a playoff team this season, and here's why. Reason number two. The Blue Jackets got leaps and bounds better on defense. And we're not just talking, you know, Ivan Provorov. We're not just talking Damon Severson, both of whom are brand new to the Blue Jackets this season. Zach Wierenski is healthy. David Yerichek is going to be ready to make that jump to the next level. They have, I think, at last count, nine or ten NHL-ready defensemen. Erica Branson is going to be back on the third pairing, playing limited minutes, which is going to be great for everyone else who plays defense on this team. And I just think the defense is a... You win cups with defense. That's what they always say, right? I don't know that this defensive core is a Stanley Cup-winning defense yet, but when you look at the defense last season, especially after Wierenski went down, Bean went down, um, Gavrikov got traded. Like it's, it's, you've gone from an AHL caliber defense to maybe a top 10 top, like a top 10 defense in the league, especially in terms of top four. Like I'm trying to think of teams that have a better top four than Wierenski, Provorov, Severson and Juracek. And I can't think of many. Yeah, I mean, I would just – like, you win Stanley Cups with defense. I mean, look at when, – when the when Vegas – Vegas was a Stanley Cup contender before Alex Petrangelo. But when they got Alex Petrangelo, they actually became, like, good enough to win the Stanley right. Cup. Like, Lord Stanley, Lord Stanley came back from his grave and said, hey, have a seat at the table, Vegas. You are now good enough. Do the Blue Jackets have a defenseman of Alex Petrangelo – status i don't think so i think zach Wierenski is the closest obviously but it's not just that because they also have you know white cloud theodore like martinez mcnab like they are so stacked at defense i think the blue jackets have a dangerously good core there when you said the blue line by the way and the t's i thought about the like, uh, oh the fans <laughs> the gift shop i thought the gift shop oh the gift shop the blue line i was like <laughs> yeah they're gonna get oh, to the playoffs because they have go. a really good they got a really good team gift shop they got this nhl season scripts already out and the blue jackets are already selling stanley cup playoffs uh polos which is the best when they do that by the way let's make this happen guys but yeah no the Jay, obviously the defense has gotten way better for the Blue Jackets. They're adding a rookie who is a, a former first-round pick. Uh, Yurchek was, what, the sixth overall sixth pick? Overall like, pick. Yes, the Blue Jackets are heavily invested in the D-Core this year, and it, it should be much better. Yeah, I think that's that's one of the more exciting things about this season to me, is looking at all of the NHL defensemen that we have, and I'm like, okay, you could plug, like, literally any six of these guys in, and it would probably be okay. Um, but yeah, I think, having watched David Juracek in the AHL a lot last season, having seen him in, you know, uh, he played, I think, four NHL games last season? Two or four, I, can know, I can't remember. Um, and he had some growing pains to do, but that's an NHL defenseman right there. 
You know, he's one of the best defensive prospects in the game. Right now, he tore the AHL apart um, as an 18-year-old. It's just, it's it's really exciting. I'm, I'm thinking about him and Zach Wierenski just causing carnage on the ice. You know, we go back to the Thunderdome metaphor, and I don't know that I would bet against that defensive pairing against many teams, you know? Um, and then, you know, you add, you add the depth, you add, you know, knock on wood, everyone's going to be healthy this season. Um, guys like Nick Blankenberg uh, might be in the lineup and he makes the team better. Um, Nick Blankenberg actually has a really weird effect, um, which if you go to uh, Micah McCurdy's uh, Hockey Stats website, which I believe is hockeyviz.com or hockeyviz.ca, um, Nick Blankenberg by himself is basically a replacement level player, but he makes everyone around him better to the point that it's like notable to when Blankenberg is on the ice to Blankenberg being off the ice. The team is way better with Blankenberg on the ice, even though he himself does not produce much in terms of offense by himself. It's a really weird, it's a really weird stat that like the team just wants the team just plays better with Blankenberg on the ice, even if he's not producing himself, which is really fun. Um, and, and it's my favorite little weird stat that I discovered last season. Um, but yeah, I think that's that's the big one, isn't it? Is the defense is just going to be so much better. And that was the thing that I think... Okay, here's the thing. What was worse for the Blue Jackets last season? Was it defense or was it goaltending? <laughs> I you know, know. I, mean, I know it's tough to pick between two, yeah. but... I hope it was defense because that's what got the most workshop right. this year, this summer, was that's the defense. They've, they've taken the biggest jump. Huge, hugest jump. I don't even know if you can use the word hugest, but I want to use the word <laughs> hugest because, yeah, Jay, the Blue Jacks got so much better at that position, and they have like the young talent's amazing. I forgot about Blankenberg. I forgot about Nick Blankenberg just now. I forgot about Adam Boquist. You can't forget about those guys because they're part of the depth of what is such a good unit. And uh, yeah, Wierenski back, Yurchek, um, Yurchek and Gaudreau. By the way, early. Early uh, call on this. That is going to be the most fun duo on the ice. I can I can see that happening because your check prediction for, uh, for yes. the season. Your check and Trey Fix Wolanski last year with the with the monsters was just money. And Fix Wolanski dominated the AHL with his speed, the way that Johnny Gaudreau dominates the NHL with his speed. So, and they're both short little guys, you know. So it's just not little guys. They're both. They're both small for their peers. You know, they're both yes, bigger than and me. David Yerichek is enormous. Yeah. So yes. that that does create like a fun image of David Yerichek and like just a bunch of tiny wingers that that, yes. he, that he keeps passing to. He's just but, going tape yeah. to tape with all of them. Yeah. So good. David Yerichek, um, dark horse for the Calder Trophy. We spoke about that yesterday. We're speaking about it again today. Uh, we've got one more reason that we think the Blue Jackets are going to be a playoff team. Uh, and that's... Guys that were good last season are probably going to be better this season. And we'll talk about what we mean by that in just a second. Okay, welcome back to Locked on Blue Jackets. Thank you for making us your first listen. I'm Jay Foster. That's Hayden Hileson. We're talking about reasons the Blue Jackets are going to be a playoff team this season. And uh, we've talked about the defense we have talked about how weird the Metropolitan Division is going to be, uh, but I want to talk now about 
This is a very young team, but it is a team that is not going to have as many rookies as it did last season. There's probably really only going to be two or three rookies on this team, which means a lot of the players will be taking their second or their third years in this league. They're going to be taking steps forward. I expect Kent Johnson to take a huge step forward. I expect Corsillon to bounce back. I expect Kirill Marchenko to continue taking steps forward. I expect Igor Chinikov to take steps forward. Um, I think Johnny Gaudreau is going to be better this season. He's not a young player in his third year, but he had almost 80 points last season playing with a revolving door of second, third, and fourth line wingers. You know, give him a real center, which we're going to talk about in a minute. Give him consistent line mates. I think we're going to see a much better Johnny Cadreau. We're going to see a much better Patrick Line if he stays healthy the entire season. Um, Boone Jenner, I think, is maybe not going to take a step forward, but I think he, he might take a step back and be, still be more effective. I think if you take Boone Jenner off that top line, give him less responsibility and more kind of chaos, I think he's really going to uh, thrive in that in that kind of situation. So that's kind of my my third reason is I think a lot of guys who were good or very good last season are going to be even better this season. And if you look at how good guys like Johnson and Marchenko were last season, the idea of them getting even better this season should be very very exciting for Blue Jackets fans. Yeah, what you're disc- what you're talking about right now is nothing crazy. It's very normal. It's actually we can expect this to happen. Like players that young players are going to get better from year one to year two. That's just going to happen more often than not, uh, I guess. And maybe some players will take a weird step back. That that tends to happen. Like Cole Sillinger, that happened for, but he's already over that hump. So we're w- waiting for him to get good again. Um, and then, like you said, Marchenko and Ken Johnson, like those guys are almost just jinx proof. Like they're so good at hockey, both of them. They're both clearly dedicated to the game and have an athletic ability above even some other guys of the best players on their, on their team. Like they're just that good. They're going to make a natural progression as well. And then like we just talked about with your check, like this is one of the youngest teams, Jay. I think you mentioned it yesterday. They Eric are the Br- youngest team, I believe. In, in Erica Branson is the oldest player on this team, and he's, you know, <laughs> and he's like six he's, months older than me. It's so funny, <laughs> right? And he shouldn't even be on the like Blue Jackets this year. He's just here kind of for the vibes, and you know, for the vibes. Let's just say that um, they're they're so promising. They're so promising. And Adam Fantilli, like we have Adam Fantilli coming to this team. John Buchagross absolutely stole your take, by the I way. I can't believe yes, I got right. sniped on you my call prediction by John Goddamn <laughs> Buchagross. Like, you got sniped. I saw that and was like, wait, I said that. John, if you're listening, I want credit. Uh, Jay said that just just yesterday that um, Adam Fantilli, was, he thinks he could have a 30 and 30 season, and then John stole that as well. But, you know, John's a longtime CBJ supporter, so... Whatever he, we'll, he gets, we'll allow, a, this time, we'll, allow, we'll allow it, I um, guess. But um, yeah, I think there's we kind of go back to if we can talk about the New Jersey Devils again for a second. Um, really heavy New Jersey Devils content this week, which is very funny. Um, that is a really good example of a team whose young stars all hit at the right point. They were they drafted so this season they finished second in the Metro. The season before that, they drafted second overall. 
you know? Huge jump. Do I think the Blue Jackets are going to make a similar jump? No, but you can kind of trace the Blue Jackets' trajectory onto what the Devils have done. And do, oh. I don't think that Adam Fantilli is going to have a Jack Hughes-like season this year, but two, three years down the line, that feels very, very doable for the Blue Jackets. So are they going to be oh. the Devils this year? No, probably not. But it feels very, very attainable, especially as I expect is going to happen. The Blue Jars young, the Blue Jars, the Blue Jackets young players are going to, it's very late here, I'm sorry. <laughs> the Blue Jackets <laughs> young players are all primed to hit at the same time. You know, you've got Johnson and Marchenko in their second years. Adam Fantilli primed to come in and have a monster rookie season. Same with David Irachek. If Daniil Tarasov has a really hot season as a goalie, like that could be the start of something really cool. Um, I'm definitely missing guys. Dmitry Vor uh, Voronkov is coming over. He could pull a Panarin or a Marchenko and just be a monster straight away. Like Stanislav Sposal, you know, uh, Stanislav Sposal isn't going to even get time in the NHL this season because the Blue Jackets are too deep on defense. Yes, yes. And he's, yes. again, for my money, one of the better defensive prospects the Blue Jackets have. I would take Stanislav Sposal over Denton Matejchuk. I really would. So. Hunter McCown. I forget about this guy, yeah. too. Like, he just, just was. They have a lot of young guys that I think are going to hit at, this, at exactly the right time. And if it's not this season, it's going to be next season or the season after that, maybe. But I think we're going to see some big steps forward from some key guys this season. And I think that's going to help the Blue Jackets into that inevitable playoff spot. I, I say yeah. inevitable, like it's going to happen. It might not happen, but <laughs> take it till you make it. You know, if I believe in them hard enough, it might happen. Yeah, that's how it always goes, you know? And I mean, I'm going to start the believing process by going to the preseason games and watching some of these young players play because they're just so... Awesome. And what just what you said there, just to wrap this up, I guess my final thoughts on why the Blue Jackets can make the playoffs. Look at the Devils. Like you just said, the Devils had so many of their young players hit at the right moment. And then all of a sudden, in a breath, they were just a Stanley Cup contender. They were going like Keith Yandel went on national TV last year and started his broadcasting career by saying the Devils were not going to make the playoffs. Like, in November, and like everybody was like, "Whoa!" Like, oh, and then they guess what happened? They made the playoffs, and they made a huge run at the cup, and now they're reloaded for this year. The Blue Jackets could make that turn just like that. I think you and I are both trying not to be overly optimistic and say that it is going to happen. But in an episode of make believe and fun, we can say it can happen. Like it, this actually could happen this year. The Blue Jackets could turn it could turn it on and just be, you know, right back in the, in the reload. You know, Blue Jackets hockey. I don't know. I just I don't know. It's a new era, so it's not really like we'd be coming. We're becoming anything again because we have no history really. Like I keep thinking of like the Torts history as like, oh, that was awesome, but like we didn't do crap during that. We, we won a playoff series, you know what? But like this could be the year the Jackets actually do some damage. It could be. That's fair to say, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> they got to stack points in November the way that I stack, you know, hot dogs and airplane bottles <laughs> going into Nationwide, you know, stack points in the fall to set up for success. But the Blue Jackets can do it. I believe they can. Yeah. And that's the thing is this is not us, like you, like you say, this is not us saying the Blue Jackets are going to be a playoff team. 
But if everything goes right, they can be a playoff team. On paper, this roster looks good. You know, admittedly, I said the same thing last season and then everybody died. But (laughs) if everyone stays healthy, knock on wood, this is a playoff roster. Mm-hmm. I I maintain, I've kind of been saying since the offseason started that for me, success this coming season, the the, the what, what I want is for them to be competitive. If they make it into the playoffs, that's even better, but I'm not expecting it. If they win a round, that is the absolute best thing I can imagine from this team right now. You know, I'm not expecting the world, but if they make it into the playoffs, and hey, every team that makes it into the playoffs has a chance to win the Stanley Cup. You know, and that's that's kind of the beauty of, of how weird this sport is. Um, Except for the Yotes. Also, the Yotes to... are never allowed to win the Stanley Cup. There's no way. <laughs> no way. No way the Arizona Coyotes are ever going to win a Stanley Cup. I'll just say that. I mean, never hopefully, say never, but. Hopefully that's one take I'm absolutely dead wrong about. I know. About. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have to write that down and we'll, we'll revisit that. No, the Arizona yeah. Coyotes probably not going to be a playoff team this season. But the Blue Jackets could be. Uh, one honorable mention to uh, one that we didn't really have like a full point about, but we did want to bring it up. The Blue Jackets have an actual center, like a uh, like mm-hmm. a one C for the first time in maybe their entire career, like their entire franchise history, <laughs> and that's really exciting. And I don't think that they're gonna. I don't think Adam Fantilli by himself lifts them into the playoffs, but I think he does a lot towards that. Um, so there's our reasons why the Blue Jackets are going to be a playoff team. Uh, this season, we are going to another just, episode tomorrow. Let me look up Jack Eichel's stats his first year because everybody keeps comparing Adam Fantilli to Jack Eichel. Okay. So while we're here, while I got everybody's attention, um, you know what? Why don't you – you can read the outro. will be the last thing we, we do. Okay, we'll finish off with, yes. with Jack Eichel talk. Yes. Um, and, yeah, because that's the thing. People – Adam Fantilli had better college stats this year than Jack Eichel did in his year, in his freshman year, you know? So Jack Eichel's rookie season stats, I already got them. Uh, 81 games played. He had 24 goals, 32 assists for 56 points. And you just said Fantilli. 30 and 30 for for Adam Fantilli. That's my prediction, and I'm sticking with it. So if they get Jack Eichel numbers out out of Adam Fantilli, again, huge, huge success. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he's going to make the team better just by being there, just by lifting the rest of the players up or giving players breaks. You know, if Boone Jenner has to play lower in the lineup, that helps this team. If Ken Johnson can play the wing instead of the center, that helps this team. Jack Rosovic playing in the bottom six instead of the top six helps this team. And all of this is kind of exacerbated by Fantilli being here. So by himself, he's not going to lift this team into the playoffs. But by being here, it's it's kind of a, a what's it called, like a butterfly effect. Adam Fantilli flaps his wings, and the Blue Jackets make the playoffs. Um, and I'm going to finish <laughs> on that wonderful note for you all. Uh, thank you for listening to Locked On Blue Jackets. Tomorrow, we're going to be talking about three reasons the Blue Jackets won't be a playoff team this season. I've been Jay Foster. You can find me on Twitter at underscore Jacob Foster, J-A-K-O-B-F-O-R-S-T-E-R. You can find Hayden over at Hayden H971 on Twitter. You can find the show at L-O underscore Blue Jacket. You can email us at LockedOnBlueJackets at gmail.com. We are free and available on all podcast platforms. Pick a podcast platform and you can find us there. We're on YouTube. Uh, please go and hit like, hit subscribe, leave a comment if you want to. Uh, we're so close to 500 subscribers there. And uh, that's really exciting for us. Um, we're also on Sirius XM. Once again, tomorrow's episode, three reasons the Blue Jackets are not going to be a playoff team this season. And uh, 
Thank you once again for making us your first listen. Until tomorrow, make sure you stay locked on.